Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. A health expert dismissed proposals to abolish the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases, saying it would be de detrimental to the country's response against the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Dr. Ted Herbosa, Special Advisor to the National Task Force against COVID-19, the IATF specifies systematic approach using science, good operations, good implementation, and social interventions. Also, abolishing the IATF means replacing it with another interagency body because the approach to a pandemic must be a whole of government. Herbosa believes that the proposal to abolish the IATF goes against the principle of disaster and emergency medicine. He also said that the COVID-19 pandemic is really a challenging problem because it is a new pandemic and a new virus. The pandemic itself is also evolving. Last March 22, Senator Aimee Marcus called for the abolition of the IATF, saying that it should be replaced by a group of public health experts. Senate President Vicente Soto III concurred with her proposal. Abolishing the IATF means replacing it with another interagency body because the approach to a pandemic must be whole of government. A change in the systems of response in the middle of a response like this, nasa kalagitnaan po tayo ng second wave, will be detrimental to everyone. We are here already, so we move to a better and stronger approach. We are now, uh, we, know, we know now what, what works and what doesn't work, uh, unlike a year ago. So why are we experiencing the surge? Uh, I concur with uh, Chairman uh, Abalos. Ang sabi niya, the current trends of the pandemic is not because the IATF did or didn't do anything, but it's actually because of what the virus did. Ang kalaban po natin dito, ang virus, hindi po ang IATF. More than a year into the pandemic, the Department of Transportation is calling on passengers to continue following the seven commandments for public transport to ensure their safety against the coronavirus disease. DOTR emphasized the need to observe the so-called commandments as if a reference to the ten holy commandments in the Bible in time for the upcoming Holy Week 2021 to curb the transmission of the virus in public utility vehicles. Proposed last year by a group of health experts led by former health chief Dr. Manuel Dairit, the following seven commandments are being enforced by the Transportation Department amid the continuing threats of the pandemic. The DOTR is currently implementing a one-seat-apart policy in all modes of public transportation. According to DOTR, these commandments must be implemented for the continuous operations of public transport that will help in the movement of essential workers as well as in the gradual reopening of the economy. 
DOTR also urged the riding public to report public utility vehicles that do not comply with the minimum health standards to help ensure safety in public transport amid the prevailing coronavirus disease pandemic. The allegations of retired Supreme Court Justice Antonio Carpio that China's donation of coronavirus vaccines sought to soften the blow of its incursion into local waters was just a figment of his imagination, according to a palace official. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque instead recognized China's vaccine donation as humanitarian aid to the Philippines during these challenging times arising from the coronavirus pandemic. In a recent television interview, Carpio claimed that it was possible that China was trying to soften the blow of encroaching into the West Philippine Sea by donating vaccines to the country. He has cautioned against the falling or falling for the alleged public relations move of China to appease the country. Roque, however, highlighted the crucial contribution of China to the country's vaccine rollout. In addition to the 600,000 doses that arrived last month, China delivered 400,000 more doses of Sinovac vaccines to Manila Wednesday, March 24. The total vaccine doses donated by China have now reached 1 million. Last weekend, the government task force guarding the West Philippine Sea raised concern over the presence of over 200 Chinese vessels believed to be manned by maritime, mar maritime militia at the Julian Felipe Reef. The incident prompted the Department of Foreign Affairs to file a diplomatic protest against China. The palace announced Thursday that President Duterte raised concern about the ship's presence and pledged to protect the country's territory during a recent meeting with Chinese Ambassador to the Philippines, Wang Xilian. Roque said the president also mentioned to the Chinese ambassador the country's arbitral award that nullified China's excess claims in the area. The palace official, however, later said there was no real controversy from the presence of the ships since they were not insisting on staying in the area. Given the friendly ties between the two nations, he said they expect the vessels to move out from the area when the sea conditions improve. The Chinese embassy in Manila earlier denied the presence of Chinese maritime militia vessels, saying these were merely fishing boats. Well, nakaintindihan naman po ang presidente, hiningi po ng, sinabi po ng Pangulo na medyo, well, concerned po talaga tayo, no, dahil kahit sino naman bansa makukonsign po ng kadaming barko. Ang sabi naman po ng Chinese ambassador, sila po yung mga manghihisda na yun nga po, nandun sila dahil they were seeking shelter also. So sa tingin ko, wala po talagang kontrobersiya dahil hindi naman nila pinaglalaban na talaga mananatili sila ron. Malacanang said President Duterte's wish for his upcoming birthday is for the COVID-19 pandemic to end soon so that lives of Filipinos can finally return to normal. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque made the statement as Duterte marks his 76th birthday on Sunday, March 28, his second quarantine birthday. In his Thursday presser, Roque was certain that the president has nothing in mind but for the pandemic 
to finally end. Among the first people to greet the president was Chinese ambassador to the Philippines, Wang Xilian, who personally visited Duterte to wish him a happy birthday. According to Roque, Wang had a scheduled meeting with the president before Duterte expressed his desire to talk to him about the Chinese vessels in Julian, Felipe Reef. In Metro News, over 10,000 frontliners vaccinated in Manila. Marikina City implements reverse isolation amid surge in COVID-19 cases. And Mayor Belmonte calls on government agencies to implement work-from-home scheme. More from this report. Over 10,000 frontline workers in the city of Manila have been vaccinated against COVID-19 as of March 24. Manila Mayor Francisco Isco Moreno Dumagoso announced that a total of 10,412 individuals, including health workers, social workers, contact tracers, jail officers, and members of Barangay Health Emergency Response Teams have been inoculated. The Manila City Government also said that it has registered the biggest single-day number of vaccinations on Wednesday since it started its vaccination rollout on March 2. A total of 2,428 workers received their Sinovac and AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine at Hospital na Maynila Medical Center and Santa Ana Hospital. Marikina City Mayor Marcelino Marci Teodoro on Friday said that they are now implementing reverse isolation to stop the transmission of COVID-19 at the household level, saying that the old isolation protocol of the Department of Health is no longer applicable. In the process, he explained that the city government is isolating family members who tested negative for COVID-19. Teodoro said they implemented reverse isolation after noticing that the transmission of the virus usually happens in the household. He added that the old isolation protocol of the deal is no longer applicable amid the high number of COVID-19 cases. In the old protocol, individuals who tested positive for the COVID-19 are taken away from their households. However, the mayor said this can no longer be done because local governments are running out of quarantined facilities. The local government of Quezon City has appealed to national government offices within its jurisdiction to implement work-from-home setup during the Holy Week to reduce the number of COVID-19 cases in the city. The city government is appealing the implementation of work-from-home scheme from Holy Monday on March 28 until Easter Sunday, April 4. According to the City Epidemiology and Disease Surveillance Unit, or CESU, a total of 310 COVID-19 cases have been recorded in about 30 national government offices in Quezon City from January to March 2021. A total of 192 of them are active cases. CESO said a significant number of COVID-19 cases in the city involved workers who got infected in the workplace. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. The Office of Civil Defense allays fears of Mount Pinatubo eruption. Policeman faces frustrated murder charge for killing a neighbor. And Mayor Sara says ECQ not an option in Davao City. Here are the details. The Office of Civil Defense, or OCD, in central Luzon allayed fears of an eruption of Mount Pinatubo. Residents near the stratovolcano expressed alarm as soon as authorities raised alert level 1 on March 4. This means that there is a low level of unrest that may be related to tectonic processes beneath the volcano and that no imminent eruption is foreseen. OCD Regional Information Officer Francesca Quizon urged the public, specifically those living near Mount Pinatubo, to double-check social media posts pertaining to a supposed potential explosion that has been causing panic and anxiety in the area. Mount Pinatubo last erupted on June 15, 1991. 
An off-duty policeman is facing frustrated murder charges for shooting and killing a neighbor on Wednesday night, March 24, in Oton Town, Iloilo Province. Based on a report, suspect Corporal Marvin Cecil, who is assigned at Arevalo Police Station in Iloilo City, was drunk and allegedly threw stones at the house of the Estrebor family, prompting the victim Normando Estrebor to check. It was then that Cecil shot Normando several times. The suspect, who held a grudge against the Estrebor family, fled the crime scene and hid in their own compound for several hours. Cecil will face the consequences for his actions even if it was done outside of his duty as a police officer. Davao City Mayor Sara Duterte said she is not inclined to place the city under enhanced community quarantine or ECQ should there be a confirmed event of a second wave of coronavirus cases. Duterte also said that the Interagency Task Force on Emerging Infectious Diseases itself has discouraged local government units from implementing what is considered as the strictest among all levels of quarantine status. Davao City had its worst moments of surging COVID-19 cases from October 2020 to January of this year but has since been into General Community Quarantine or GCQ which is set to last until March 31. And in world news, AstraZeneca says its vaccine is 76% effective in an updated U.S. trial data. Asian Granny, who fought back an attacker in San Francisco, donates over 900,000 U.S. dollars to Asian community. And rarely seen Paris Van Gogh sells for over 13 million euros. Let's watch this report. British Swedish drug maker AstraZeneca on Wednesday revised down by three percentage points the effectiveness of its COVID vaccine after American authorities raised concerns that results reported from its U.S. trial were outdated. The company now says its vaccine is 76 rather than 79% effective at preventing any kind of symptomatic COVID. It remains 100% effective against severe COVID according to AstraZeneca. The move came after an independent panel of experts appointed to supervise the trial expressed concern that AstraZeneca has failed to include updated data in its initially released figure. The U.S. National Institute of Health then issued a highly unusual statement asking AstraZeneca to work with panel and issue a new press release. An elderly Chinese woman who fought back at a racist attacker in San Francisco said she will donate over 900,000 US dollars to Asian community. Xiao Zhen 79, was waiting for the traffic light to change at an intersection on Market Street in San Francisco when a man approached and punched her face last Wednesday, March 17. In a video of attack that went viral online, Xiao was seen fighting back at the attacker after being punched. Authorities identified the suspect as 39-year-old Stephen Jenkins. Prior, Xiao Jenkins also attacked 83-year-old Vietnamese man Ngoc Pham. A GoFund fundraiser that has been set up by his grandson to cover Xiao's medical expenses has reached over 900,000 US dollars from thousands of supporters as of writing. The initial goal of the fundraiser was to raise only 50,000 US dollars. Xiao said she has decided to donate all proceeds to the Asian American and Pacific Islanders or APPI community in combating racism among Asian Americans. She insists on making this decision saying that the issue is bigger than her. 
One of the few paintings by Vincent van Gogh still in private hands, street scene in Montmartre, was sold from over 13 million euros Thursday at auction after going on public display for the first time this week, Sotheby said. The painting, which emerged after a century spent in the same collections and has not been exhibited in public since it was painted in 1887, fetch 13.091 million euros or 15.414 million US dollars, according to Sotheby. Reaching well above the estimate of 5 to 8 million euros, Soris B said the sale price was a record from the artist in France. In entertainment, Hollywood star Joseph Gordon-Levitt has expressed his gratitude to Filipino fans who participated in his poetry project. On Facebook, Joseph thanked the Filipinos who helped to make a poetic piece about EDSA traffic. Joseph was referring to the passport poems Traffic Jam in the Philippines, wherein contributors wrote about the traffic jam scene on EDSA in the Philippines, while other entrants combined the photo with the text to complete the photo poem. It was late last year when Joseph asked Filipinos to describe the heavy traffic flow along EDSA. In sports, the team of Olympian Heidelin Diaz has set a swab testing for COVID-19 on Monday in preparation for her participation in the Asian Weightlifting Championships on April 16 to 21 in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. Diaz, silver medalist in the 2016 Rio Olympics, is eyeing her fourth consecutive Olympic stint in this year's Tokyo Olympics. The competition Diaz is joining next month is an Olympic qualifying tournament. Aside from finishing in the top eight in the world rankings, where she is at number five, she also needs to join her sixth Olympic qualifying tournament to qualify in the Tokyo Olympics. And those are the news on web today, March 26, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of the Manel Bulletin newspaper tomorrow, or you can log on to www.mb.com.ph. Or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.